You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Hello, America, and happy Monday. Well, we've got the show of shows for you. We're not going to let you down. We've got some great guests. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these messages. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.US slash Just News. That's AMAC.US forward slash Just News. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. 
Oh, boy. Here we go again. Just as we are closing out the last few weeks of summer and students are heading back to school or moving into college, we're getting fed those same COVID-19 headlines that helped misguide policymakers and decimate our economy. ABC News, CNN, Politico, New York Times, amongst many other nationwide uh, publications, are sending out news alerts on the new COVID variant and how hospitalizations are on the rise. But should we even be concerned? Well, we have a lot of questions. For our next guest, he is the great professor emeritus of epidemiology at the Yale School of Public Health, and he joins us now, Dr. Harvey Risch. It's great to see you again, sir. Thanks for coming back on the show. Likewise. Great to be with you. Doctor, we are less than a month from Labor Day, which I think a lot of people consider to be the end of summer. And then comes fall and winter. And I remember for the last three or four years when we uh, are at the precipice of those seasons, they say, oh, there's going to be another COVID outbreak. And now we've got this FL.1.5.1 that, you know, it feels like this medical arms race, because every time the media starts telling us you need to be scared about this, there's yet another variant that comes out at the end of the day. Heading into this new flu season, is COVID just kind of an afterthought? Do we need to be concerned? Uh, COVID is uh, an, an infection that is still spreading at low but non-zero levels in the population. The FL.1.5.1 is accelerating faster than the, the, the variant that the, uh, the major media have talked about, e.g. Dot, um, uh, five, I think it is. And honestly, I don't get excited over these things because this is virus is just one of virus, as they say. And this is what it's doing. And they will, <laughs> it will always happen. And and the, the and the illness that people are getting from this now is uncomfortable. It is not life threatening in general, but it is uncomfortable, especially for people who've been poly vaccinated, vaccinated more than once. They seem to be at risk of being more symptomatic and having less um, immunity from previous infections than unvaccinated people who've had COVID previously. So it's an uncomfortable infection if you get it. It's generally not life-threatening for most people unless you have a number of comorbidities like the classic ones, obesity, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, chronic kidney disease, things like that. Um, And for what it's worth, it's treatable if not by the medications that worked in the first year of the pandemic, like hydroxychloroquine and and ivermectin, by steroids and and other things. And of course, people should keep their vitamin D intake up to protect their immune systems as best they can and vitamin C and, and so on that we've been recommending for three and a half years now. You just said something, and I I know it's a truism because we have the data, but it still is hard to believe. But we actually made the population more vulnerable and more uncomfortable to COVID through our vaccination program. Am I misinterpreting what you said? No, I think that's what we've seen. You know, the studies in the Cleveland Clinic show that the more doses of, of the vaccine, the more boosters one has taken up through, I think, four or five the more likely one was to get reinfected, infected or reinfected with COVID. And that's saying that these boosters are incrementally doing harm to the immune system in general, making it more likely that people will get infected. And um, this this is not a major issue, but it's an, it can be an uncomfortable one. That's what I'm saying, that this is not really a life-threatening disease for most people. And therefore, people should just learn to take it in stride like we've largely learned to take the flu in stride. We as a society have taken the flu in stride for f- almost forever, at least in the modern era, 
and we don't much think about it. Some people choose to get flu vaccines, others don't. I don't think it matters all that much. The flu vaccines have become increasingly weaker in their their abilities over time. We now know that the COVID vaccines, the boosters, provide very limited, if any, benefit for suppressing transmission of infection. So there's no real rationale on that basis. And because they seem to be increasing risk of getting reinfected, there's not any clear rationale for taking them as a means of self-protection rather than protecting others. So I think this is murky at best, and I'm not seeing a rationale for most people getting these these booster vaccines. And ultimately, if you're a high-risk person, that you should discuss this with your healthcare person. Yeah. Dr. Rush, I think that Americans owe people like you a, a debt of gratitude for actually speaking the truth about all of this throughout the entire pandemic. Um, and it seems like that messaging is getting out there because the American public, non-medical public, seem to be getting the messaging, especially regarding the vaccine. People, you know, obviously, as they see their family members getting the common cold much easier after they've gotten vaccinated and boosted and boosted, they start to connect the dots. But it's been a little bit harder, I think, to drag the medical community along because I had my yearly physical last week and they were still requiring masks. Uh, in, in the waiting room and throughout the facility. And, and of course, they weren't in 95 good fitting, no facial hair masks. It was just whatever piece of fabric you could slap on your face. But my doctor, for the first time in three years, two years, did not even ask if I was vaccinated for COVID. She didn't even bring it up. Um, is that a sign that the medical community is finally starting to get to the place where the American public has been for a while? Actually, I think it's a sign that your doctor's fears have quieted down a bit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> analysis. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the way we're measuring the vaccine safety. It seems like we have these very arbitrary ways of determining whether something is a vaccine injury or a vaccine reaction and not. And they've been moving, it feels like, in my, my little layman's view of it. Do we have a solid way of testing vaccine safety? Are we being allowed to read the data the proper way to make good safety decisions going forward? Well, I think attributing adverse events to a vaccine taken at some time in the past can be very difficult at the level of good scientific evidence. So if a vaccine, if you take a vaccine and the same day, the next day, three days, four days, you know, a, a serious adverse event happens, one that is very unlikely to happen uh, in everyday life, then you're reasonably confident that it was related to the vaccine. Um, you know, things like comorbidities, as I've said, can play a role in some of those things. Right. So, uh, but the vaccine might still be the, the the factor that put it over threshold to to create the adverse event. When you get out to a week, 10 days, two weeks, a month, and so on, it's harder to attribute adverse events to the v vaccination. However, we there are still ways, but it requires more invasive types of evidence. So, for example, people who've died sometime after vaccination, when autopsies are done, one can look carefully for vaccine products uh, in the various organs that failed, that uh, leading to the, the, the uh, event of death. 
and uh, and determined that the vaccine played a an important if if not causal role in the death. Uh, but that has to be done with autopsy. We published this was Nick Hulsher's paper with Peter McCullough and colleagues and I right. published. Well, I shouldn't say published. We submitted into a preprint server. It lasted for a day and then was taken down. It's now up on the Zenodo server a paper looking at the entire literature of deaths after COVID vaccination and examining each case, each death in those papers for evidence of causation by the vaccines. And in that analysis of 44 papers, approximately 175 uh, people who had died, the uh, the pathologist and other doctors who reviewed all of the evidence in the papers concluded independent, there were three that did this independently and confirmed with each other in the paper that 74% uh, had died because of the vaccines. Furthermore, those deaths, 75% of the deaths occurred within four days of vaccination. So this is very strong evidence that at least among people who died post-vaccination, a good fraction of them, we could quibble about whether it's 74% or not, but a good fraction have died because of the vaccines. So there's an alter alternate way of looking at causation, but it requires real evidence. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Over the course of the last decade, we've seen big corporations adopt some woke workplace policies and investment strategies. Uh, they haven't often gone unnoticed or without consequence. Well, our next guest tonight once helped influence corporations and politicians to be more woke when he served as the president of Log Cabin Republicans before realizing what he said was a big mistake. Joining us now to talk about his personal revelations and what he's going to do now to right his wrongs is Gregory Angelo, the president of the New Tolerance Campaign. Gregory, great to have you on the show. Thanks very much for having me. You had a remarkable op-ed uh, recently. I guess it was a couple months ago now. I helped make corporations woke, and I regret it. It caught a lot of attention. Tell us a little bit about your own self-exploration of what happened here and what you realized the woke movement did to America. 
Well, when I served as the president of Log Cabin Republicans, uh, which is the country's organization representing gay conservatives and allies, one of the strategies that we were using to help pass what was called the Employment Non-Discrimination Act, that's federal legislation that would prevent individuals from getting fired because of their sexual orientation, there was a lot of movement. We were trying to get more Republicans in the United States Senate on board to declare their support before the bill came up for a vote. And one of the strategies that we saw fit to employ was to lean on corporate America to publicly support this legislation. Legislation that, by the way, at the time was pretty popular. Most of America by that time figured that it was wrong to fire someone because they were gay. We were fighting to codify that into law. And one of the strategies that we used was to meet with senior officials at the country's major corporations and asking them to weigh in on a social issue that really had very little to do with their bottom line, if anything. Now, from a strategic perspective, it's something that worked. We did get yeah. 10 Republicans in the United States Senate to vote for that legislation when it came up in the fall of 2013. But 10 years later, thinking back, I do wonder and have accepted culpability for the partial role that I played in making corporations around the, com the country comfortable with weighing in on social issues that have nothing to do with their bottom line and these days are far more contentious and divisive than something like whether or not it's right to fire someone because they're gay. And if there was an inflection point when corporations felt that it was okay to do that and the public supported them doing that, I truly believe it was when they started weighing in on issues related to things like same-sex marriage and uh, the gay community. Yeah, interesting. Fascinating. Gregory, you know, conservatives have done a really great job of creating a parallel economy. And when it comes to to woke garbage in corporations, a lot of folks say, well, I'm just not going to support them. I'm just not going to give them my money. But the scary thing is that it can bleed into other areas in major ways. And, and a connection of ours reached out to me and told me about a campaign uh, that you guys are working on for a person who has cancer and sought treatment. Uh, in Portland and was denied because of, of something. Can you tell us about that? Of course. Well, you know, I've told you about the role I played in making corporations go woke. Now, let me t tell you about what I'm doing to atone for those past sins. I serve as the president of the nonprofit New Tolerance Campaign, and we are allowing everyday Americans to push back on woke nonsense, whether it's in corporate America, whether it's at colleges and universities, activist nonprofits like the SPLC and the ACLU that have completely lost their way, or in the case of this instance, OHSU, which banned a woman from receiving medical treatment during her cancer treatments for saying that seeing the transgender flag displayed at check-in made her feel uncomfortable. Now, this woman's name is Marlene, and she is someone who has been the target of bullying and harassment by transgender activists online because she has dared to express the sentiment that there are differences between biological men and women. And, you know, this is something that she doesn't stand alone on, but because she expressed that sentiment privately, I might add, to OHSU officials, she was banned from treatment. This is wild. So actually think about what the repercussions are for this. You know, if, if someone can get banned, not for anything they did to impact someone else's health, but for their beliefs, we're on a tremendously slippery slope indeed. And what we do at the New Tolerance Campaign is we have taken the call your senator, email your congressman model, and we have repurposed it and turned the turrets onto 
the CEOs of woke corporations, the deans and trustees of colleges and universities. And in the case of OHSU, their chairman and board of directors. So people can go to our website, newtolerance.org. Just takes a couple of minutes, but you can send a message directly to the chairman and board of directors of OHSU expressing your displeasure and dismay at this development. And we're doing something that hasn't been a part of this movement before in pushing back on wokeism. And that is allowing Americans who are frustrated and fed up with being silenced to together collectively have their voices raised to push back on the key decision makers who are pushing this country and our corporations and our hospitals ever more leftward. Gregory, there's such an irony to the last decade because a lot of the efforts that you talk about early in the engagement of corporate America were designed to create tolerance. And instead they led to, I think, one of the greatest waves of intolerance in American history to the point you have a person being denied life-saving cure just because of their beliefs, censorship all over the place. How did that pivot occur? How did we go from some good intention, let's increase tolerance, to a wave of intolerance, I think, un unprecedented in American history? Well, I say that, you know, that the, the gay advocacy with corporations being an inflection point was, was no accident. You had precedent that was set after corporations started weighing in on things like same-sex marriage, 379 Fortune 500 companies filed amicus briefs with the Supreme Court, urging them to make same-sex marriage the law of the land in 2015, for example. Major public support uh, from a popular perspective at that time. But there was also precedent that was set. So, hey, if you're going to weigh on this social issue of same-sex marriage, why wouldn't corporations weigh in on things like abortion? Why wouldn't they weigh in on things like Black Lives Matter? And not only have CEOs felt that it's the right thing to do to weigh in on those issues, it's hard for them to say they shouldn't because they weighed in on LGBT issues a decade ago. Yeah. But even more than that, they feel that like the same-sex marriage issue 10 years ago, public is on their side when they weigh in on things like abortion or Black Lives Matter. And that simply isn't the case. In fact, there's a total disconnect between ivory tower CEOs and the general public. Polling shows that 63% of American CEOs feel the public supports them and it is their duty to weigh in on contentious social issues of the day. When if you poll the general public, it's just the exact opposite. 63% of the American public feels that CEOs should just keep their mouths shut. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, everybody. Our next guest has been doing a tremendous job laying the groundwork for 
Republicans in many different states with many minority and faith-based communities. Just the other day, he helped headline an event in Detroit with General Mike Flynn. Leon Benjamin has previously run for Congress in Virginia and now knows what it may take for every GOP candidate up and down the ballot to get elected next year. Leon, it's great to have you back, sir. Thanks for being here. Hello, Amanda. John, this is the day that the Lord has made, and we're going to rejoice and be glad. And it's good to be back with you we all. We need a little Amen. rejoicing. <laughs> Absolutely. Look, it's Friday. I think it's a good idea. Um, I wanted to ask you, though, I want to start with this event in Detroit, because Detroit, obviously a traditionally blue city. This is actually the second time this week we've talked about an event taking place in Detroit uh, for, for the freedom-loving side of the aisle. Let's just say that. Can you tell us about that event? Yeah, it was an amazing event put on by Pastor Phil and Bernadette Smith and and Doc, uh, Pastor Clay, uh, there at Faith Church. It was an amazing event. Tom Renz, General Flynn. But we gathered a lot of local pastors who want to get involved in the fight, who want to know what it's going to take uh, to get our conservative values back into the government. Because right now, uh, the government is being controlled by a deep state leftist agenda that is literally destroying our nation fiber by fi- I mean, just fiber by fiber is being torn apart. And so this event uh, talked about a lot of things, why pastors need to get back involved. And I was excited to be there. And uh, we I mean, we laid it on the line. It's, it's like, get get let's get going or get sunk. And that's where we are right now as a nation. Either we get on the ship. Uh, turn this nation around back to God and or we sink under God. I mean, I, I'd rather get back to God than get sunk under God. <laughs> I want to I, I want to stay I want to stay on top. Yeah, <laughs> there is a dynamic that I think the mainstream media is missing. And I, I, I hear it when I get out uh, outside of Washington a little bit. I think there are people of faith, people of color who have long been assumed to be in the liberal camp, but their values are much more aligned with what Republicans and conservatives are doing than where the liberals are. Liberals have just gone three bridges too far, taking parents' rights away, pushing transgender, uh, uh, mocking or being intolerant to people of faith. Do you think that the 2024 election is a tipping moment where that sentiment that not only feeling taking advantage of, but literally seeing your faith system being destroyed by intolerance tips people into voting a different way? Yeah, I call it the dream movement, John and Amanda. This is the time to get, especially African-American pastors, back on the right track again as far as what are their values. Uh, When President Trump was in office, he put out what is called a 10-point plan for African-Americans, and it just went down the line from education for school choice, uh, for building infrastructure in the inner cities, uh, for development, of well over a trillion dollars putting investment back into the communities, job creation, uh, uh, fair trade, bringing jobs that have been sent overseas back to America, and uh, again, solving our visa program with illegal immigration and people just coming over, taking jobs, especially away from the black community. I want to go around and wake up pastors again, and anyone who will listen, it doesn't matter what color you are, but especially in the black community, it's time to, no, I think Biden said something, if, if you're not uh, black, you, you know, you, 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 uh, you don't you know, vote Democrat, uh, but if you don't vote uh, Democrat, you're not black. That is so absurd. I crossed over, you know, well back in 2008 uh, and just started to realize, wait a minute, 
what I'm preaching doesn't match up with the party that I've been voting with. And so when I changed over, the lights got on, got persecuted for it. But I want to encourage pastors right now, together, united we stand, divided we fall. And I want to wake up as many African-American pastors as I can on this Dream Movement tour, because it's time to wake up. We can turn it around from the grassroots, from the bottom up, not top down. And we can get whole congregations to understand the importance of school choice, uh, fair trade, job creation, trillions of dollars in infrastructure. I, I mean, I mean, I'm talking about getting the crime off the streets, the drugs, the fentanyl that's been killing us yeah. Americans, the illegal immigration. It goes on and on. Black pastors have a lot to say so in this 2024 elections. Brilliant. Leon, would you go so far as to say, you know, for a long time, Republicans have taken the high road and they don't necessarily use the aggressive tactics that the Democrat Party does. But I think we're in a new phase where, where Republicans are learning to fight fire with fire. And for a long time, you've seen these voting initiatives literally within black churches. They sign people up to vote. They, they you know, bust them to voting centers. Is it time for for pastors on the Republican side of the aisle to start doing the same thing? I mean, it's bold and it's aggressive, but but it's fighting fire with fire. It's 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 high time. I, I think the best analogy I can give you is Moses going down to Egypt and saying, Pharaoh, let my people go, showing uh, the black community what the laws are that are on the books that are against the African-American community, what the economy of uh, the policies uh, that the Democrats have done have literally stolen billions of dollars, if not trillions, out of the African-American community. And we got to go back in again and confront and, and just let them know in love. I'm, talk, I'm talking about really in love. We call it hands on. Letting them know that your, 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 your values and, your, and it doesn't match up with who you're voting for. And, and, and again, if you've been doing the same thing over and over again and getting different results, that's the definition of insanity. And so we want, we want to be more aggressive. And we want to let them know. And I got pastors gathering right now. I'm, I'm excited. I was glad to be up there in Detroit with Pastor Bernadette. She's an awesome. Her and her husband, Pastor Phil, and uh, Pastor Clay. I mean, this is an amazing time. The train is moving. The Trump train is moving. And I'm telling you, there's only one person that can deal with all the travesty that's been going on uh, in this nation, and that is President Donald Trump. I officially endorse him. I officially endorse him as an African-American man, as a pastor, as a Navy combat veteran, as a husband, as a father, as a former congressional candidate. I completely, totally, 100 percent know that the only person that can turn this nation around is first and foremost God and then with his hands on President Donald Trump. It's hard to believe, but that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. I'm really grateful that each of you could join today. Now, one reminder, a lot of people say, hey, John, do you have an app at the Just the News? And the answer is we sure do. And not only do we have an app, it's in the Apple Store. It's also in the Android Store. It allows you to take the Just the News experience and go in three different ways. You can watch our videos and television shows. You can listen to this podcast and many others like it, like Victor Davis Hanson, or you can read the stories that we do a day, 50, 60, 70 stories a day of the breaking news, investigative reporting, accountability reporting. Go to the iOS app store or 
the Android store today. Download the Just the News app. Read, watch, listen. Three great ways to experience the Just the News content and to join the Just the News family. And if you really want to get involved with the family and say, hey, I want to support your investigative reporting, John Solomon. I want to support the great reporters and the producers and the bookers and everybody that works to make the Just News experience possible. You can do something really inexpensive that makes a big difference. All you got to do is join the Just the News VIP club. That's right. What do you get for the VIP club? First off, ad-free experience on the website and on your newsletters. No ads, no dancing videos, no autoplay videos. An ad-free experience on Just the News 24-7, plus once a month you get to hang out with me at justthenews.com. We have a town hall. I sit and answer your questions for an hour. We talk about issues you care about. We cover topics that the other media aren't covering. It's an incredible experience to join the family the immediate family of the Just the News team. Great opportunity. Sometimes we bring in our reporters. It's always a delightful time. If you want to get involved in that, go to justthenews.com slash subscribe. Justthenews.com slash subscribe. Quick way to get into the club. It's $4.99 a month, $44.99 a year. Great way to support our journalism, make a difference, and get an enormous benefit yourself. So go check it out today. All right, folks, that wraps up John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. God bless you. God bless you. Have a great night. God bless this great country of the United States. Be sure to go to justthenews.com if you need that news fix. We got you covered 24-7. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, expert politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.